Illinois judge continues to not interfere with the 2024 presidential elections. People are getting pretty sick and tired of left-wing policies killing their citizens. And is artificial intelligence racist? Let's talk about it. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Gene, welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. I hope you had a great Wednesday. And it is Thursday. It is Friday Eve, weekend Eve. It is a good day. I've got a feeling this weekend is going to be a really good weekend. All right, so let's hit it. This is the last day of the week, so I don't have a lot of time here. So let's hit. Let's start it off with some news. All right. Well. You know, the news cycle has been pretty slow. It still remains pretty slow. But some things are happening in an absolute amazement of timing and bravery. The Illinois Supreme Court decided to pull Donald Trump from the presidential ballot. What a shocker. Now, of course, this is unconstitutional. They can't do this. The Illinois Supreme Court, a group of seven judges, can't go out there and just make a decision for every citizen in the state of Illinois. But it shows us a couple of things. One, the Constitution doesn't matter to these people. And I don't think this should be a surprise. And two, they always accuse us of what they are doing. We've been accusing Democrats of election interference for ages. And you can see it. Now, you can argue that the election was stolen in 2020. I think there's a good argument there. Is there proof of it? Probably not enough. But you could definitely argue that the 2020 election was stolen. Now, what you definitely can't argue with, it was, it was not interfered. You cannot argue that it was not interfered with. The 2020 election, there was nothing but election interference. Election interference from the media, election interference from politicians, election interference from polling folk. This entire 2020 election was interfered with. Of course, the 2 a.m. shutdown of the election counts and the fact that Donald Trump was winning at 2 a.m. and then suddenly out of nowhere, Joe Biden takes a lead at 2 a.m. That's also kind of questionable, too. But the full interference by the Democrat Party is really in full swing. None of these states have a right. And by the way, it wasn't even the judiciary that took out one of, I think, Colorado. It was just, or no, not Colorado, excuse me, Maine. They just decided, the Attorney General, a Democrat of course, just decided to pull them off the, the ballot. I mean, this is, I, I don't know how you not call this election interference. So, the Democrats are in full swing. They're trying to steal this election. And that brings us to another point. Joe Biden is going to lose. Joe Biden, there is no way he can win this election. And, and the problem with Joe Biden, he's gone completely left of the American people, the American voter, to gain love 
from a group of people that probably aren't going to vote and may not even vote for him. I mean, this guy is supporting Hamas terrorists. This guy wants you to be able to kill a baby five days after it's born. This guy wants to cut off all energy supplies. This is not stuff that people want. And he continues to do it. Joe, uh, Donald Trump, as much as everyone calls him MAGA, I, I, I hate that term. It, it was brought up by Joe Biden. This MAGA extremism thing. First off, Donald Trump's no conservative. He's never been. He's not a conservative with abortion. He thinks you should be able to have an abortion between 15 and 20 weeks. His Supreme Court picks are conservative in nature, but I wouldn't call Brett Kavanaugh a conservative. I wouldn't call Neil Gorsuch a conservative. Those guys voted for pretty liberal things. Even Amy Coney Barrett's kind of a, a question there. These are not Clarence Thomas conservatives. So right now, President Trump, or uh, former President Trump, he's really taking moderate positions on everything. He's taking a moderate position on Ukraine. He's not saying with Ukraine that we should stop funding them. Listen to the, what he says, which the media doesn't. The media, the second he says something, they make it into something he didn't say. He never said stop giving money to Ukraine. He said there needs to be an off-ramp, that this war can't go on forever. Unlike Joe Biden that says it'll go, long, uh, long, it'll go on as long as it needs to go on. That's not a real great policy stance. And that's the whole problem. Donald Trump's saying we can end this war in a day. Now, one thing you have to remember with Donald Trump, he is a god of hyperbole. He openly admits this, unlike Joe Biden, who is about hyperbole, but won't admit he's about hyperbole. When he says, I'll end this war in a day, no, what he means is this war will come to a conclusion, that I will find a way. And I know you got Vladimir Zelensky, that wet fart of a human being over there saying, well, Donald Trump should come and take a look at the battlefields. Donald Trump doesn't need to come look at the battlefields. He's not questioning whether there's a war going on. He's questioning why this war has gone on for two and a half years. That this war does need to end. There needs to be a road to peace. And he needs to figure, and we need to figure that out. And to be honest, the road to peace isn't that, that hard to figure out. If a dumbass like me can figure out how to make peace in you, between Ukraine and Russia, with both of them getting their asses kicked, then a president, someone like Donald Trump, could figure it out. And all those political geniuses over there can figure it out. So right now, Donald Trump, who is really a middle of the road, uh, a right-leaning, right-leaning, is not really all that conservative. And this is what the people want. That's most of the people. And so now it's looking, I mean, even... Black, people who do not normally like President Trump, blacks, even Hispanics, even some gays are beginning to like Donald Trump. And actually, more gay people, lesbians and gay people, like President Trump than we think. They're not all far-left LGBTQ trans people. 
And I even have seen trans people that like President Trump. So I think this is really scary for the Biden administration. It's very scary for the media. It's very scary for the bureaucracies. I mean, the FBI should be pissing in their pants right now. The CIA should be pissing in their pants right now. Because if Donald Trump takes over, you know the first bureaucracies that are going to get gutted are going to be the FBI, the CIA, the EPA, the IRS. He's going to rape those things. And he'll only have four years to do it. So you know he'll do it. Don't forget, a lot of those bureaucracies were not created by Congress. They were created by the president. Or Congress appointed them. There was not really a law that made the IRS necessary. There is not a law that made the EPA necessary. The EPA was made by uh, President Nixon and created, I think, through executive order by President Nixon. So there are some issues there. And you know the bureaucracies are scared crapless. That's one of the reasons the bureaucracies are pushing back against Trump. All those bureaucratic, bureaucratic, um, those bureaucratic unions are pushing against Trump. Even the Border Patrol Union is is saying they support Biden. You know who doesn't support Biden? The Border Patrol agents. ICE agents do not support Joe Biden. But the unions do. And that's what Joe Biden keeps pointing out. When you hear Joe Biden speak, and you hear Joe Biden sitting back and saying that, hey, the ICE union... And the Border Patrol Union, they support me. Well, yeah, those are the unions. Because Trump is going to bust those. Republicans, moderate Republicans like Ronald Reagan, have a huge history of busting unions. Donald, uh, uh, Ronald Reagan did it with the Air Traffic Controllers Union. Donald Trump is going to be looking to do it with unions that are pushing back. And he'll have four years to do it. And don't kid yourself, he will do it. I think that's one thing my dad is correct on because I'm not a Trump supporter. I did not want Trump to be the president. I'm voting for him, but I didn't want Trump to be the presidential nominee. That's the one thing Trump does. He's got nothing to lose now. He's got four years. He doesn't have to get reelected. Go in there, bust ass. That's what every president in his last four years has done. So with this being said, they're scared out of their mind. So... And they don't have a position to stand on that's popular. What, transing kids is a popular position? No, it's not. What, ending oil drilling is a popular position? No, it's not. What, homelessness, drugs, and open border, these are positive positions? No, they're not. And in a few minutes, we're going to talk about crime because the Biden administration is trying to gaslight us on crime. And everybody knows what's true and what's false when it comes to crime. But this is the problem. They're not going to be able to run against Trump. They won't be able to debate Trump. They can't sit in the basement because he's the president of the United States. He's senile. He's stupid, which he's been his entire career. It's not looking good, so they have to cheat. And I, I, I told you, Back last year, in December of last year, this is going to be a very exciting year. Just watching, this is going to be a very exciting year. Because 
We're going to see shit we've never seen before. And we started seeing shit we've never seen before last year where the President of the United States is sued and loses $350 million in a partisan trial, where he is being accused of 93 counts of whatever, and he can go to prison for the rest of his life. Absolutely incredible stuff's happening this year. And i got to tell you, as the months go on, it's going to get crazier. I love it. I really do. Watching this... Not for the country. I don't think any of this is good for the country. But I think this is really interesting to watch. Okay, in other news, um, Joe Biden has decided he's going to go to Brownsville, Texas to inspect the border. Of course, Brownsville is the cleanest part of the Texas border because uh, Governor Greg Abbott went out there and put barriers and uh, razor wire all across that border. On Tuesday, only 17 people crossed the border. So Joe Biden picked the best place to go. Now, if he had went to Eagle Pass, he would have seen the four to 5,000 people that are crossing the border. If he had gone to California, to San Ysidro, or Japan, uh, Jim, uh, whatever it's called, the, the uh, right by the border, he would have seen thousands of people crossing the border. But no, he picks Brownsville. It'll be a better photo op. Again, no one, no one's buying this crap. No one is buying Joe Biden's bullshit. I can't wait to see what's going to happen when he lands over there. He's in the air right now. So whether what Abbott's going to say, how much handshaking there's going to be, it's going to be really interesting to see. And finally, the Michigan had their primary. Uh, needless to say, Donald Trump won it by a landslide over Nikki Haley, 70% to 30%. I don't know why Nikki Haley is in this race anymore. Uh, even the media is not really... They were paying attention to her in front of Michigan, but now they're just kind of whatever. Nikki Haley's out of it. And... Probably because she's she realizes her political career is over. If it wasn't over because she lost the primaries, it will be over now. Because conservatives, Republicans don't like her because of what she's doing to Trump. And Democrats don't like her because she's a Republican. So she her political career is done. She should just retire, write a lot of books that no one's going to buy, and move on with your life because you're career is done. Hopefully your husband has a good job and you took enough corrupt payments from whoever because, yeah, I heard she's done. She's done. She's not going to be able to get a job at McDonald's right now. Now, also news from that election, which is very interesting news, is 30%, almost 30% of the electorate in the Democratic primary and by the way, only Joe Biden is running, so it's not that big deal, big of a deal. But no one covered this. The Democratic primary, 30% of the people refused to vote. In other words, they went in to vote for whatever, and then they did not take a stance on Joe Biden. Now, here's the problem. In Michigan, it's got a high Muslim community. Huge Muslim group. Something you don't know, when... Groups like were taken from the Middle East, like Somalia, for example. They were put in certain sections of the United States. Minnesota was one, 
and the other is Michigan. So you've got a very high Muslim population in Michigan and in, in Minnesota. Ilhan Omar, who was taken from Somalia, was repatriated to, uh, to, to Minnesota. So that's an example. Well, they don't like the way he's handling the Middle East fight between Hamas and Israel. They think they want a ceasefire right now. And Joe Biden is not giving him a ceasefire. Now, he's making promises. For example, he made a promise that there would be a ceasefire by Saturday. Then he changed it to maybe Sunday. Then he changed it today to Monday. There's no ceasefire coming. Israel and Hamas are about as far apart as they've always been. Hamas has rejected absolutely every condition that Israel has put on them. What they've also included, they've inc and the basic conditions is Hamas surrenders, they release the hostages, Hamas said no. Israel right now is going through the last city in Gaza that has Hamas terrorists. You're not hearing that a lot on the news. So they're basically finished the war. Going in there, they're going to destroy. They're probably going to control the elections. They're going to get a non-Hamas government put in there. And they're going to kill all the Hamas leaders. They're looking for the current president of Hamas, uh, president of the Gaza Strip, to kill him because he's a Hamas terrorist. Once they kill him, Hamas is gone. So why Israel would sign a peace treaty now when they are on the edge of ending this war? I don't know. But Israel is trying to negotiate something, but Hamas keeps saying no. So that's why a lot of people are against Joe Biden. They're blaming him for what's happening in the war. Again, none of these people will blame Hamas for the war. They just want to blame... Uh, they just want to blame Joe Biden. It's it's United States' fault. We haven't dropped one bomb because we support Israel. Of course, what they don't mention is Hamas is a terrorist group. And I believe it was Joe Rogan that pointed out, you notice they never talk about Hamas. They always talk about the Palestinians. They always blame, blame, uh, blame Israel. They blame us for giving money to Israel. They never point out that Hamas is a terrorist group, committed the largest terrorist action in the history of Israel, and that we also are giving hundreds of millions of dollars of aid to Gaza, and that aid is being taken by Hamas. They never say any of that. All the aid we've been giving them, all the aid that's been given to them by the UN has been taken by Hamas. The citizens are not getting any of it. And they're using the citizens as human shields. Go figure. Okay, this, this was great. This was great. So there was this guy named Kelly Gertz. He's a Democrat. He's the mayor of Athens, Georgia. Now, Athens, Georgia, as we talked about earlier, is the location where Lakin Riley was killed by an illegal alien. The guy went in there, and apparently he did a number on her. Uh, we're getting more information. She was beaten so badly her skull was deformed. That her skull was completely broken up. This guy, um, this guy, she had also called 911. So he was attacking her. She called 911. They think he lost his shit and started panicking and then basically killed her. 
And not to mention, he was living with his brother over there at the time. His brother, on the day... <laughs> Jeez, it just... The story gets worse and worse. His brother, who is also an illegal alien, and was facing, was facing charges of showing an illegal green card was also busted for driving uh, for an open container driving past the crime scene with a Bud Light in his hand. Uh, can you think I can't think of anything more horrid than these two people. Not to mention this guy has charges on him in New York. He's got charges on him in Atlanta and then he goes and murders a gal in Athens. So, this Kelly Gertz, he's a, a piece of shit. I mean, there is just no way of getting around it. So, this guy goes up to make an announcement, and he basically says, hey, this isn't the illegal, there's no, there's absolutely no correlation between illegal aliens and crime. And, if there is, it's all Donald Trump's fault. Now, this little, this little clip I'm going to play this is him talking, and it, it does cut off, and there's a reason it cuts off. It's because nobody's buying his bullshit. So, let's listen to what he has to say. Well, 2019 was not that long ago. You might remember the dynamic we were living in, in the late teens in this country, where you had the President of the United States speaking in the most vile terms about people who were foreign-born. And you had that notion oh, metastasizing in places like Charlottesville. In the main, I caution against conflating immigration and crime. The data demonstrates that the two are not connected. Because the impact of federal immigration policy on localities has been under such consistent discussion in recent months, I do want to say a few words about this. It's my 18th year as a local government policymaker. And my work has overlapped with four U.S. presidencies and numerous iterations of Congress. All of them have failed to reach agreement on how to handle immigration. So you get the idea. This guy is just taking all the Democratic talking points and tying them up in a bow. Um, Donald Trump, bad. Illegals don't commit crime, even though illegal aliens being in this country are illegal. And they've committed a crime just by being here. Uh, there is uh, Charleston. And that's what it is. Racism, Charleston, Donald Trump, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, people, you heard in the middle, someone started yelling. Okay. Well, we're going to listen to what that gentleman said. And you know something? The police had to walk up to him and had to calm him down a little bit. And guess what? The policeman did not look like he was against him. The policeman did not look like he was chewing him out. He looked like, hey, just calm down. He did what he had to do because that was his job. This was the mayor. By the way, this asshole being a mayor for 18 years, he, and he said, well, he's the elite. He's the expert is basically what he's saying to you. He st stood up there like a pompous ass. I've been doing this for 18 years. Yeah, you've been doing a shitty job. You should resign. And that's what this guy basically said. He called him out, called him a liar, and said he should resign. Let's listen. Please stop lying. You're insulting our intelligence, sir. You need to resign. Resign now. Resign. Resign now. 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 Resign now.
You allowed this to happen, sir. You voted for this. You could hear the cop basically talking to him. The guy said, yeah, nothing. The cop, that was a half-hearted shut-up. That was a half-hearted shut-up. That cop did not want to say anything to this guy. You know why? Because the police believe exactly what this guy is saying. They don't buy this guy's bullshit. And this guy, this pompous ass sitting up there saying, oh, well, does, yeah, I know the illegal immigration basically destroyed this woman's head for no particular reason. He wasn't robbing her. He, who knows what he was doing? She fought back, called 911, and he killed her. And, but there's no conflation, there's no correlation between illegal aliens and crime. As you saw yesterday, yeah, there's a lot of correlation between illegal aliens and crime. Because it turns out illegal aliens are criminals. Just saying. All right, so I, we, we need more of this. I, I got to tell you, we just need a ton more of this. People need to call out their politicians. And they need to yell at them. They need to sit back and start rebelling against these people. Because these people don't care about you. They care about themselves. I mean, this asshole was basically, couldn't talk down to the people any worse than he did. He's like, like just talking down to these people. Hey, I've been doing this 18 years. I know you don't. F you. This guy had had enough. He just said, okay, you should quit because you're terrible at your job. Speaking of terrible at that job, here's Gavin Newsom. Okay, we haven't talked about sunny California in, I don't know, a week. But it just it, it continues to amaze me that they want this guy, Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, to be president. It absolutely amazes me. They've got a new proposition out right now, uh, Proposition 1, where they are saying that you need to give, we need to raise taxes so we can get homeless off the street and get them the mental health and all that bullshit they need. Get the homeless off the street. Now, I do want to point out, when Chinese dictator Xi Jinping showed up in San Francisco, they had no problems getting rid of the homeless. Oh, they got rid of the homeless, they cleaned up all the drug needles that were on the floor, they cleaned up all the shit that was on the floor. They had no San Francisco looked like San Francisco for, for a bit. And then the second that Xi Jinping got on a plane and headed back to China, they just let the homeless right back to where they were. But this guy wants to raise taxes again. And don't forget, California has about a 20% tax. They have the high, I think only New York has higher taxes and it's by a couple of points. And I, I, that's only because I think, I think California might be higher than them. And their state is the most effed up state in the country. Well, they have that new proposition one that says, oh, we want to raise taxes more so we can get rid of people. No, you guys get enough taxes. We pay almost 60% taxes. That's insane. Okay, well, he, he's effing up a couple of things. So there's a, Gavin Newsom has placated to the environmentalists. So California has a bunch of 
dams on the California-Oregon border. And these dams were there to supply water, which if you know California, there's a huge water problem. We, we have droughts every five, six years. And it's very common, and these droughts last five, three, four years. So we have these dams to give water mostly to agriculture in this state, but now they're beginning to limit how much water our agriculture can use, which is pissing off the people in central California. And one of the things Gavin Newsom did was he, he was going to use these hydroelectric dams to provide water, provide electricity. Well, the environmental group said that, oh, hey, you know, all the salmon in the water, in these rivers that you're damming, it's killing all the salmon. Which, if you know environmental groups, they're full of shit. It's not killing the salmon. The salmon are doing just fine. Well, they were until Gavin Newsom decided to go in and take out the electric dams, the hydroelectric dams. So, and by the way, this is a state that's got an electricity grid problem in the first place. This is a state that has a water shortage. But meanwhile, with all the rains California is getting, I'm sure you've heard about it on the news if you're not from California. With all the rains we're getting, we are still dumping hundreds of millions of gallons into the ocean because we don't have an infrastructure for clean water. I mean, just the idiocy in this state. Now, I won't even mention that we've got tons of water in the Pacific Ocean. Use the Pacific Ocean. Use water desalinization plants, and we'd have more water than we know what to do with. But these idiots in, in Sacramento believe that if you use the water from the ocean, you'll actually get rid of all the water in the ocean. It's the most idiotic freaking thing I've ever heard, but that's what they're doing anyway. So apparently he got rid of these electro hydroelectric dams, and now the salmon are dying. So what happened was, the because there is no the pure water purification, uh, algae is running amok. Decomposed fish are running amok because the water's not running anymore. Chemicals and silt is coming into the ecosystem, and the steelhead trout, which are endangered, are now rising to the surface and dying. They have destroyed all of the salmon beds, the uh, birthing beds, the, where they lay their eggs, and now they're all dying again. So good for you, Gavin Newsom. Listening to these idiots, who, by the way, this is the problem with the left, they don't, they don't know science. They don't know. People were saying the reason Gavin Newsom didn't go out and destroy the salmon, the hydroelectric plants, is because of the salmon. Because other groups have done studies that said it would hurt the salmon. Don't do it. It'll hurt the environment. And then other people, the power industry, sat there and said, we've got a very outdated power grid. We need the electricity from these dams. The agriculture people are saying, well, we could use that water. It's all that's coming from Oregon naturally. Let's use that water. And this guy just says, F it. Get rid of the hydroelectric dams. Now we're don't have electricity. 
We don't have water, and the steelhead salmon are dying. So good for Gavin Newsom. This is going to be your future presidential hopeful for the Democratic Party. And then, speaking of corruption, let's talk about Gavin Newsom and his corruption, because this guy is a socialist. There's no question. I mean, California. California's not even a socialist. It's pure communism here. And this guy, and with communism and socialism, comes corruption. And that corruption always benefits the elites. Well, they've done it again. So you remember back in September, we talked about this. There was a $20 an hour minimum wage hike for all fast food workers. And I had mentioned there's one exemption. Exemption was anyone that produced and sold their own bread. Now, at the time, I didn't even think about talking about that because I had no idea why that was even in there. I, I had no idea. I, th I thought it was great exemption because then that, that exempted bakeries, that exempted things like that. But I didn't understand why that was there. Well, now apparently we do. We understand. So there's this guy named uh, Greg Flynn, who is a billionaire CNO, CEO for Flynn Restaurant Groups. This guy was a friend of Gavin Newsom's all the way back to high school, donates to Gavin Newsom's Gavin Newsom's campaign, ardent Democrat, apparently, and he owns two dozen Panera Bread restaurants. Well, you wonder why Gavin Newsom put that little cutout for the uh, manufacturers of bread? Yeah, so, uh, again, this is socialist-level corruption. His best friend, he probably, he's a good friend, he probably donates to his campaign, probably talks to him and texts him back and forth, and suddenly there's a cutout for this minimum wage thing for people who make bread. In Panera, they sell bread. Two dozen, two dozen shops in California. By the way, uh, just a little hint, Panera Bread is in for profits too. They're not the equity-driven company of people make. Panera, one of the restaurants this guy owns, is closing in San Francisco. Hmm, what a shocker. So you got to wonder exactly, well... I'm sorry, I'll take that back. A Panera Bread restaurant is closing in San Francisco. I'm not sure if this guy owns it, but I would assume two dozen, he, chances are he's got one in San Francisco because he's from San Francisco. So you got to wonder, Gavin Newsom, he takes care of his elite buddies. He takes care of his elite buddies. That's what he's doing. He did it with the French Laundry. He did it with that highfalutin restaurant in San Francisco that didn't want their gas stoves taken away. It just kind of depends on who you are, what elitist institution you are, what service you provide Gavin Newsom and the other elites. Again, this is socialist-level corruption. This is the kind of corruption you see in Cuba. This is the kind of corruption you see in Russia, the Soviet Union, China, Venezuela. You know, people in Venezuela are eating dogs and cats. Meanwhile, that Maduro is eating steak. By the way, this is the same level of corruption you see with elites in this country. Elites in this country want you to eat bugs. 
Do you think that the uh, elites are going to be eating bugs? Do you think they're not going to eat me? Do you think they are going to sit back and not have steak? I was going to say, well, Bill Gates is not going to have steak. Bill Gates is, does, is a vegan, so we know he's not going to eat steak. But is he going to eat bugs? Doubt it. He'll be able to get his le leeks and bok choy. So good for you, Gavin Newsom. You are a corrupt socialist piece of shit. All right. Here's, here's something. So AI, you've probably heard this story. I didn't talk about it because I really wanted to research it, and I did. So Google AI. Now, something you need to understand, I am a huge fan of AI. I like AI. Now, does that mean that I think it's not dangerous? No, I think it's very dangerous. And we talked about this before. I think the danger with AI is not necessarily its existence, but its level of access to systems that are important. Okay, that's where I think AI is a big problem. So let's just say you have a computer system. I used AI basically the last 10 years of my career. You have a computer system, and the AI is able to analyze the computer system in split seconds and report problems. Now, AI is not allowed to fix those problems. I won't allow it to fix those problems because I don't know what it will do. And that's where AI, so we don't give, we didn't give access to AI in that level. I think that's what's scary. When you start hearing people sit back and say that we are going to give AI the ability to launch weapon systems, for example, there's a problem. That's where I think AI is scary, and you enter into the Terminator mode, which is which is not a good thing, or the iRobot scenarios, because then AI's, AI, which thinks completely by reason, doesn't use any moral judgments, it, that's where it becomes dangerous. Well, Google, Google released their own version of AI. You probably heard about it. And it is, yeah, it is basically what AI is. A programmer programs AI, and that programmer's biases are built into the AI. Here's the whole thing. Um, the version of AI we're using today does not think on its own. It may learn what someone actually wants. It may learn certain biases of the individual but it always comes back to the biases of the programmer. So this is according to The Verge, and I want you to listen to this. Google has apologized for what it describes as, quote, inaccuracies in some historical image generation depictions with its Gemini AI tool, saying its attempts at creating quote, a wide range, end quote, of results missed the mark. The statement follows criticism that it depicted specific white figures like the U.S. Founding Fathers or groups like Nazi-era German soldiers as people of color, possibly as an overcorrection to a long-standing racial bias problems in AI. Quote, we're aware that Gemini is offering inaccuracies in some historical image generation depictions, says Google in a statement posted on X. We're working to improve these kinds of depictions immediately. Gemini's AI image generation does generate a wide range of people, 
That's generally a good thing because people around the world use it. But it's missing the mark here. Okay, so this was the initial report. So, again, they're talking AI, they're talking AI, AI this, AI is generating. If you typed in, show me a pope, draw me a portrait of a pope, they would come back with two pictures, two to four pictures. They come back typically with four pictures. They were all popes of color. They were black, Asian, okay? Some of the popes were women. There has never been a female pope. I'll go a step further. There's never been a black pope. As far as I know, Pope Francis is the first Hispanic pope. The popes have always been white men and typically from Italy. Pope John Paul II was the first Polish pope and he was the first non-Italian pope in, in some crazy amount of time. It might have been in the history. So popes have always been white. And they did this. They made a picture of George Washington and he turned out black. This was So they really effed this up. Well, I did my own research and I find that Google AI is actually quite, it's, it's very biased. Don't get me wrong. But it is, it puts back the bias compared to like ChatGPT. So if you ask, now, other things it does, for example, if you ask it what its more what its moral opinion is of um, uh, pedophilia, it will give you fifty different reasons why. Well, pedophilia is actually quite a controversial topic, and it will give you both sides of the argument. Okay, believe it or not, I actually like this somewhat because it gives you both sides of an argument. Now, pedophilia, there is no way it can be seen as moral. Gemini AI sees it as, well, it could be. But that's fine. That is the programmer's bias. When you ask it, is a man or can a man transfer, uh, transform into a woman? This was an interesting one. Now, ChatGPT actually fought you on this one. It told you, yes, a man can become a woman, and that's it. Um, Gemini didn't do that. Gemini said it depends. Physiologically and physically, no, a man cannot become a woman. If you're born a man, you are always a man physically. But if you are, but as far as the gender argument goes, yes, you could transfer to a woman anytime you want, back and forth. Which, by the way, is not the LGBTQ plus poop emoji cult's stance. They believe a man can become a woman physically. Google AI didn't say that. Google AI said, no, a physical man can never be a woman. I was actually impressed with that. I thought that that was a good thing. So it seems that when you ask it a question, because I know the news media is saying, well, it's biased, and it depends what part of the news media you listen to. It's not biased. It just gives you the arguments on either side. The example is pedophilia. Now, of course, pedophilia should always be shamed. It should always be immoral. But at least you're giving the arguments on both sides. So I don't agree with it. But I, I'm not a pedophile. 
I think you call them pedophiles. You don't call them maps. Minor attracted persons. But at least Google Gemini didn't say that. They said, well, here are the arguments. Uh, I think that's useful. I, I really do. I think that is, that is useful. And by the way, you read their arguments. The arguments are terrible on the pedophilia side. It just basically proves the argument. You ask the same thing about abortion. It will tell you, no, abortion is legal. Here, it's a very complex issue, which they always say. But here are, the, here are the arguments. I think that is a very good way of running your system. Now, again, can AI be racist? Absolutely not. It, they, it cannot be racist. The people who are programming it can. The people who are running the algorithms, because that's what everyone blamed. Everyone blamed the Washington Post, the New York Times, the AP, Google. They all blamed the AI's algorithms. Well, I mean, somebody created the AI's algorithms. Those didn't come out of nowhere. Those, the computer didn't make them up. So that, that's my thing with this. This was this Google AI effing up like it did is a good thing. It's a very good thing because it shows human beings that you can't trust a system because it is a system. One of the reasons people were trusting AI and were, I mean, you had people like Elon Musk, obviously, Bill Gates, they were a little tentative with AI. But one of the reasons you cannot trust AI is because it is made by human beings. And human beings are flawed. And AI will be flawed. And I, I, I thought Google AI doing that really just accentuated that point. And that is a good thing. Okay, so I, I'm not as hard. I, yeah, Google effed up. They did not mean for this to happen. They would have rather hidden their biases uh, in the algorithm and in the programming. They did not expect it was going to be that woke. But the reality is, it was that woke. And then you've got to ask yourself, well, why is it that woke? And it's that woke because the guys who program it are that woke. And we just shouldn't trust the AI because the first question you should ask who programmed the AI? And what is their political stance? Google did, I think they did that by, I'm pretty sure they did that by accident. Because now people are going to question it. And they're not going to see Google's AI. And I use ChatGPT all the time. I use Dolly all the time. They're fantastic. Google AI is actually better than theirs. It's actually better than, than ChatGPT. But, again, I take it with a grain of salt. Okay, you folks have a great weekend. No podcast tomorrow. God bless. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics.